Listen up, Sydney. There's a new kid in town. Mick Malloy has come to play with the big boys. And there's no bigger boy than the king of the West, the Wild Panther, MG. So buckle up. This is going to be one hell of a ride. Mick and MG in the morning. (laughs) What could go wrong? Morning, Sydney. Morning, boys and girls. Morning, MG. How are you today? Good morning, Mickey. Um, and listeners, yeah, I'm fantastic today. I must confess, got a bit of a spring in my step. I was a bit disappointed with the tennis last night with uh, wow. the the demon. We'll get to that in a second. Well, we'll I... get to that in just a second. But before that, you had a stunning day on the couch. A, a daddy daughter day. Is that a fair one today? Oh, good on you. Yes. Uh, I love the way you roll. Uh, how'd you spend it? What'd you do? Well, I was about to have a lay down. I was lying in the lounge, and usually I, I like to have a little bit of noise around me when sure. I have a nap. Otherwise, if it's dead silent, I can't sleep. So right. my daughter came in and started watching a movie. And I said, okay, I'm just going to not off, babe. So, um, And so I said, what are you going to watch? She said, oh, uh, it's called La La Land. Ryan Gosling's in it. I said, oh, okay. He's pretty topical at the moment. Yeah. So I, I shut the bridge. One eye opened. And then two eyes opened. And I started watching this This You bought in. I bought in the La La Land. Next thing you know, you're up and about. Next minute, I'm like, oh, it was... It was what a Oh. Lovely night. You know, you that, think you know someone. That's <laughs> it. This goes and happens. Have you loved it? Did you I, I cry? I, I had a tear in my eye. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a cryer. You'll get to know that. I, 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 I you cry. are a big softie. I, I cry a lot. I've, I've worked out this um, But yeah, it was um, Ryan Gosling, obviously, as I said, he's very topical. Emma Stone was really good in it. And, uh, very good actress. Kind of hot. Yeah, something for, for someone with big so, bug eyes like that. Something, something about Emma. <laughs> massive eyes. She has. Now that you great, said that. Great eyes, hubba bubba. Yeah. <laughs> great eyes. But yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. Um, no, I've done a bit of looking at it this morning. The budget for that movie was thirty mil. Thirty mil. Now he's done a deep dive on our land. It made four hundred forty-seven million. Four hundred forty-seven million. A budget of thirty. That's up there with Crackerjack. <laughs> Uh, there's a bit more eye candy for the ladies here. Cracker Jacket. Brian Gosling or Mick Malloy? Well, and I don't know who I want, baby. Well, He's standing right next to me. So I always find, and this is a good one, when, when people, when men in particular, watch chick flicks, I go, it's one of two things happening. Either you're trying to get a root or you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, you're, you're, trying to back, you're trying to back your way out of some... I know this isn't the case, of course, because this is yeah. a family day. Yes, that was neither. But, but I, I know what you mean. I saw one of my mates, Luke Darcy, at, 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 and he said to me one day, so where did you last night? He said, at the musical theatre. I, oh. I go, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> I go, that's a that's, massive penalty to pay. That's next level. Uh, and I was once with my girlfriend sitting there watching uh, Must Love Dogs, <laughs> thinking, never do that again. What did you do to get oh, in that know, situation? That's to say, I earned it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to score! Sports with MG. Yes, yes, yes! I wanted to talk about this early because you watched it all last yep. night. As a rule, I try not to watch too much tennis uh, unless I want to go to sleep very quickly. Well, that's, what, uh, that's what I did it for, but I thought, okay, I'm going to just... I'm going to check, see what the score is. So, a lot of build-up. And we, we need to say this. It hasn't been a great tournament for organisers or broadcasters. No. Um, no reflection on them, of course. They do a very good job. 
but nothing's gone right. Uh, you know, top seeds are gone, uh, the Curios out, yep. and no Barty. Um, it's just been uh, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. They finally get a bloke, an Aussie guy, yep. into a big ticket item game against a, a roll gold superstar. Mm. Uh, all over in under two hours. Couldn't even get three hours out of it. What did you make of it? Was it, was it hard to watch? Uh, it, was, it was a different class, Mickey. You know, yep. um, the Demon was just outclassed at 6-2, 6-1, 6-2. was just in another planet. He's, he's, he's honestly the favourite to, to win the Australian Open, and, and rightly so. Um, and he will equal Nadal if he wins this on 22 titles as well. So you'd think in the near future he's going to be the man to rule the world. To go so. past them all. Do you think that makes him the best, though? I don't. Yeah, no. Because no, the other the two took games off each other for so long. I, I think... If you're going to have to, I think Roger Federer is the best tennis player I've ever seen. Federer or Wally Masur for yeah, me. Yeah, and, you know, if you can, it's hard to split them. Um, or Phil Dent. <laughs> yeah, you got to put Dent in the mix. You really do. Uh, so six two six one six two. That that's almost uh, you know mm. uh, loser bags of the court. I reckon on uh, on the massive Rod Laver Arena, and so he, you're right. He's it's a big turnaround for Djokovic too, who yeah, who was not the involved drama. in the competition last year. It's, uh, you could have penciled that one in too. He's what, he, what has he won? Seven of them? Uh, nine. At nine. Nine. All right. So going for the big double O. He's owned that court and that tournament for a long time. For so long. Um, it's amazing how quickly his popularity has turned around because. Being from Melbourne and having been there last year, his name was Mud. Yeah. If I'd have been locked down, I would have personally driven him to the airport. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was, you know, it was, it was, Melbournians were doing it very tough, were locked down in extreme positions and watching him blow into town and refuse to have uh, an injection while we were all sitting at home waiting for them. Yeah, I know. It and kind talk- of rankled. So it was very interesting to see what type of reception he would get, but. Yeah. Uh, all is forgiven. I think so, um, yeah. And, and just another thing as well, last yeah. night, our, our great mate, mate of the show now, I think that, and we've got to take credit for this. Yes. You know, ever since he's come on the show, of course you've got 100 up at Coffs Harbour, but who's counting that? Yeah. Since then, Steve Smith. Ah, again, yes. Again, last night, 66 runs off 33 balls. He went close, didn't he, to That's three it. in a row, which we tipped. We said, don't rule this out. He went bonkers. I think it was his fastest 50 ever, 22 balls. And was was heading out to sixty six, and then because he he bowled with a full toss. I think. Yeah, it was a, it was a, a, a weird way to get out because at the moment, um, Steve Smith has scored more runs in four Big Bash League games than he managed in his in his most recent twenty four games. So uh, dating back to September twenty twenty, so he didn't reach a fifty in his last twenty four games. His last three games, he's hit two hundred ninety two runs off one fifty five balls. Incredible! Something's happened. Something's what do you happened. Reckon? Well, I'll tell you what he would yeah, have maybe a time massage. Maybe. Suppose <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do his hammy like Clarky. <laughs> Uh, he would have wandered off that ground, I reckon, had a shower, got out, pulled out the guitar, and just... I've seen you with your hair down and your bare feet, dancing... The whole team would have gathered around, had a clap. The big fella yesterday watched a chick flick yep. with his daughter, La La Land, mm. and you rated it. I rated it. So, this is an interesting topic, because every so often, gentlemen, we have to do this, uh, you get roped into it, when either you've done something very bad, yep. or you're trying to get a root. <laughs> uh, you need to find a chick flick that you like, that you can watch. This is a shared opportunity, guys, to let us know 
what it is. Yep. Come on. What a, a waste yeah. of lovely night. That's it. That's said. from uh, La La Land, which uh, the big fella, MG, watched from the couch with his daughter yesterday and thoroughly enjoyed it. I How must... many stars? Um, uh, three and a half out of five. Would you be okay with him shutting down the Sydney Harbour Bridge? To film La La Land. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> That's your highest recommendation. As yes. I said the other day, anything but the notebook. Yes. If that was the notebook too, I would be so very upset with him. The worst chick flick of all time. I haven't seen it. Women so, yeah. love it. We've, we know all this. You love it? I love it. You love it? Yeah, it's my favourite movie of all time. Of course it is. I've never understood this. I told you a story the other day about a friend of mine whose girlfriend made him watch it. She didn't like the way he watched it. So she made him watch it again. And she watched him while he watched He was in big trouble then. He must have done something the night before. I've got friends who like go to the strippers, but they don't make their girlfriend sit there and watch it with them. Some do. I didn't like the the way you watched it. You're going to have to watch it again. uh, 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 Yeah. Look, sometimes movies come along that surprise you as a man and you think, okay, this is not my genre. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, by the I, way, can I just quickly, La La Land was involved in the biggest incident of all time at the Oscars when it won the Oscar for Best Picture for about 30 seconds <laughs> before it was taken off it. We all remember the incident. For Best Picture. You're impossible. <laughs> Come on. La La Land. We lost, by the way, but, you know. I'm sorry. No. There's a mistake. There's a mistake. Oh. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Moonlight, we all remember Moonlight? Yeah, that was a great movie. No, I don't. Well, who's seen it? Anyone <laughs> oh, I, ever? You. I loved it. I'm sure you did. But <laughs> is, is it Idris Elba? Is it, I think it's Idris. I, I can see it's Idris Elba, and then there's another really prominent actor. Okay. That was I don't even know who was in it. In it. No, no, the bit was no. great. <laughs> best Picture is never the winner of the Best Picture Oscar, no. by the way. Uh, that's how that goes. So, La La Land, what we're trying to do today is find uh, what are we calling chick flicks that men can enjoy because mm. uh, occasionally we well, are forced to watch them. Yeah, and, and to, I, think, I, I think a little bit of honesty from our men listening to us at the moment now because. Uh, you do find yourself captured. We're like, helping each other out here. Like Pitch Perfect is a good movie. Sorry? Pitch Perfect. What? Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, no, it's not. I'm pushing my chair back now. <laughs> I'm generally... I'm just going to have a little walk. <laughs> oh, you're walking out now. Oh. Pitch, it's, it's a good movie. Oh, all the harmonies and the acapellas. Oh, <laughs> Is when Harry met but, Sally but, a chick flick? I beg your oh. pardon. <laughs> It's the king of the chick flicks. Oh, well, she's happy. I don't think it's a chick flick. That is a chick flick. It's an action film. I'll tell you what I I got caught in. And there's a big discussion about whether I cried or not. And I still (laughs) don't. What, Jaws? (laughs) Out of Africa is a very good film. It's a very good film, boys. If you have to watch one, pull it in. You'll get there. What's your favourite over Um, there, Kat? I love all the Step Up um, movies, oh. all the sequels, and Save the Last Dance. Love it. And I've dragged many boyfriends to that. Wow. <laughs> you know, just on Harry Met Sally, yeah. I, did, I did a tour of um, New York um, back in about 2015 with a radio show. And I had to, my producer said, come on, do a bit of a fish out of water type thing. So I yeah. wanted you to go on this Sex in the City tour. Hang on. Back it up, big fella. Where are you? I'm in New York. You're in New York, I'm, and you're on one of those bus I'm tour on, buses? I'm on the bus. You're, I'm, on, you're on the Sex of the City bus that takes you to all the sites. Because I went to that Harry Met Sally as well, the cafe. Ca- the cafe where, so how where, many blokes were on the bus? Me and my, <laughs> and my producer. 
And where'd you go? We went to all these th- all these places that kind of didn't even resonate towards me. And th- and then the la- the, 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 the straw that broke the camel's back was when they stopped at a dildo shop. What? <laughs> Pick up a little something. <laughs> I said, Woody, get me out of here. I cannot walk in that shop. Oh my god. Okay, let's go. What was your what's your go to? The notebook. Oh, okay. the notebook, right. You're you're oh, okay. out. Right. Phil's on the line. Phil, give us something that uh the boys doing? can watch if they have to. Hey Legends, how you doing? Hey, hey good. boy. What are you thinking? That's the way. Hey, um, I was seeing this girl, and she was absolutely obsessed with high school musicals. Yep. Uh, the, the movies, right? Yep. And um, we whacked them all on in a row. And um, <laughs> Hang on, how first? many are there? Three. There's, there's like four of them now. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous, right? And anyway, well, I was like, yeah, 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 I'll watch the first one. We'll see how it go. And um, by the start <laughs> of the second one, we're having some more fun. <laughs> so at least I sort of got where I was going there, but then um, there was another situation as well, where this other girl she was convincing me to try and watch Titanic, and I was like, "What's the point? I already know what's going to happen, right?" <laughs> yeah. And so I just said, "Look, listen, here's the deal, right? Let's take the Bloodhound Gang's uh, advice with what, what the, the way they want to watch the X Files." <laughs> And um, I'll watch it with you. And we did, all the way through. All right, Phil. That uh, got a bit weird towards the end. <laughs> Star of well. We enjoyed the high school musical aspect. Uh, a big discussion here about A Star is Born. Uh, Tash Amazing. and Kat are both going into Love bat for... Yeah, how romantic. A guy who urinates on himself. <laughs> Don that, that, make, that, so make, that makes me a star. Very makes small me... aspect. Ah, oh, come on. There's a guy in the cross. How, how romantic. What a catch. It came down the cross and filmed Trough Boy. Oh, come on now. The piano. Oh. No, one oh, urinated, the piano. no one urinated on the piano. Okay. Are you saying the piano is a good chick flick? Uh, the piano? No. I'd no. rather stick needles in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, hey, can I tell you this? A mate of mine was trying to deny he had a new girlfriend. And like, because I'm around his house, he's going, you've got a new girlfriend. He goes, no, I don't. I go, I think you do. He goes, I don't. And I go, well, what are these then? And on top of his TV were two D- DVDs, Fried Green Tomatoes and Babette's Feast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just watching something on your own at home, are you, Simon? Guilty, Your Honour. <laughs> Let's go to the callers. Mark's on the line. Uh, what's the chick flick you can recommend? Guaranteed, brother. Marley and me. Marley and me. Oh, Marley a... being a dog that, if I've just spoiled it, I think gets put down at the end. Is that the spoiler? <laughs> no, he just, he just dies of old age, but it's a beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah, I would the alternative ending where he gets put down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the extended version. <laughs> wow. Director's cut. The original's cut. There's a fair bit of dry humping in that film, yeah. I've got to say. Well done, Mark. Marley and me, not bad. Alan's on the line. What's the film, Alan? Um, when a man loves. Hi, hello. Hello. Hey, yeah. what's, the, what's the chick flick? When a man loves a woman, it'll break, break anyone's heart. It's a really sad story. Uh, who likes it, you or your partner? Both. Both, and it's very sad. Just quickly, what's the plot? Um, basically, Meg Ryan is in his hand. She's an alcoholic, and um, Andy Garcia, yes. he's a pilot, and uh, she's a recovering alcoholic, and basically she has to do her... Steps recovery, and as she's doing them, like the relationship kind of breaks up. But they, yeah, Tasha's crying. Hey, 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 sounds like a documentary for me. I've yeah. been out, 
That's been about three of my relationships. Tosh is crying. You can't burst into tears while someone's explaining the plot I've to you. I've seen it. It's very sad. <laughs> uh, you know what? You've got to be careful playing an alcoholic. Kevin Costner played uh, an alcoholic in a film called The Upside of Anger. And you know how when uh, people, if, if you go to the movies and you go there with your friend who's a pilot, and they're watching a film at set in the airport. They go, oh, this is rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is rubbish. The tower would never clear a flight path like that. That's rubbish. Or it's set at a hospital, and you're with a nurse, and she's going, oh, you can't, can't call a code blue like that. You've got to check the charts. Well, I was doing this while he was playing an alcoholic. Oh, look, he's turned up at work, and he's ironed his shirt. This is bullshit. Oh, look, he's opened the fridge. There's food in it. Rubbish. Yeah, it's bull. Hey, uh, Ryan's on the line. Ryan. Oh, Mick Malloy, I've got to say, he's got Judith Lucy, Sam Johnson, and uh, Michael Malloy, it's called Cracker Jack. Oh, oh Cracker Jack. Little brother. As yeah. I said, very romantic if you're over the age of 70. Jack Simpson, very <laughs> randy. And Jack Simpson, he's, very... he's been mentally undressed on the big screen so many times. And by the way, if you are undressing him, get cracking, it takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Troy's on the line. Troy, uh, what's the chick flick? It's called Chocolat. It's a oh, French movie. Yes. Oh, both girls have just oh, put their hands to their chest. They're busting my pearls. They're busting their minds. Oh. Honestly, well, on unison, put their hands on their heart. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. <laughs> it's And it's pronounced chocolat. Chocolat. Not, not chocolate? Nah. nah. And, and what, uh, why is it so good, mate? Oh, it, they just melt. You just sit there. It's oh, cool. Oh, so oh. basically, uh, it's... Oh, okay, it's, watch that. Chocolate milk, yeah. All right, it. so far, top responses, so many calls, dirty dancing. Oh, oh yes. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> Both of you have yes. gone up again. Oh. Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. that's getting a few. And one that's surprising me, a Dirty Harry. No, I'm that's not. I'm made that. <laughs> you know what it is, though? Unforgiven. No. Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a very new age. It's yeah. very sensitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Team America. God. Oh, <laughs> No, no, no. I swear to God, this is true. I was watching that with my girlfriend, and there's a scene where one of the marionettes gets shot and ends up lying in a fountain, and while the other marionette comforts her, and I swear to God, I look over, and she's crying. I said, they're puppets. (laughs) They are friggin' puppets. (laughs) But you mentioned... Double. Is it something, because it's Australia Day? What, What is double demerits? You don't have them in Victoria? No, we don't. I did not know. What that. are we talking about here? So it's effective from midnight tonight for the Australia Day long weekend. And what what happens? The twenty fifth of January to the 29th. They're double demerit. So if you get busted using your mobile phone speeding, what? you face Everything's double double the points. So I'll give you an example. I'll get, I've got one as well. Okay. Fire away. What? what? If you are caught using your phones, wait for this. You'll be hit with a three hundred and fifty two dollar fine. But in a school zone, four hundred and sixty nine and ten. Demerits. So do they double the fine as well as yep. the? Yeah, and and you can. So if you're busted speeding, say MG, like if you're over ten k's, yep. double demerits, you could lose your license. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm guessing it's effective. Well, uh, it is. It isn't. It isn't because I, I suppose no other state does that. By the no, way, so it's only us and ACT that do it. Jeez. New South Wales and ACT. And I remember I'm, I'm going back maybe twenty well, odd years. Um, I was coaching my sons under five, under, yeah. under sixes. He was five. Uh, my daughter and my wife were on the way to the game. Um, and then I got a phone call from her saying, um, I've just been fined and booked. Um, my Jeep Cherokee at the time didn't wasn't registered. Yeah. Her license had expired. <laughs> my two-year-old daughter was in the back seat of her booster seat, undone it, and was waving the police officer behind her. Oh, dear, oh, dear. 
Um, about $2,500 fine, lost the license on the spot, and they put my daughter, who was two, the police, and my wife on the side of the road. And they wouldn't let them drive the car. Wow. You play hardball. Hardball. <clears throat> this is so unbelievable. So they, they take it seriously. They do take it seriously. I understand the reasoning behind it because you can't be too – I suppose the big weekends, everyone's out there. Uh, Gee, they make a lot of money, but uh, no, 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 I, I, I can understand the points, the fines. Now, yes. now we're just uh, we're the raking the till. Yeah. But, but uh, double demerits is incredible. My favorite, one of my favorite shows is RBT. My favorite oh, for all the wrong reasons, of course. <laughs> my favorite caller ever. Can we play him, please? Is uh, just waiting on a mate. What happened, Mark? <laughs> What's going on? I'm just waiting for a mate. Is that why your car's all smashed up and you're up on the grass at the moment, or what? Yeah. He's yeah. from mate. He's gone in, in there. Why? I'm just wondering how how, how how the collision with your car happened, mate. What collision? Well, <laughs> the one that's got your, all your wheels and stuff twisted up and your, bo- your, your front bumper bars hanging off, mate. Well, I'm just waiting for a mate. <laughs> Who's your mate? Hey? Who's your mate? James. Yeah? <laughs> James who? Huh? How'd you get down here? How'd you get down here? Does it matter? Yeah, it kind of does, mate, because you've just been involved in an accident. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. Have I? Yeah. What's the one accident? One with a curb, mate, and the old car's one, smashed up. One with the curb. Can I see your licence, please? No. No? <laughs> no? No? Been drinking tonight? No. I can smell it on you. Yeah? Yeah? Well, I'm not driving. <laughs> There you go. One of the greats, oh. uh, as far as I'm said, you can't be too safe uh, on Australia Day. Uh, please drive carefully. In Melbourne overnight, a man fell asleep in a drive through and was woken up to police breathalyzing him. Had to wake a guy up. So he's gone to the drive through. He's fallen asleep at six in the morning. They've woken him up. He's blind 0.233. Ooh. Wow. Uh, Better in better there than here. That would have been double demerits. That mm. that would be never drive again. Yeah, uh, got to be charged with drink driving offences. Uh, they say. But sidebar. Here's a good one for our audience. <laughs> where have you woken up? <laughs> like that, that guy's got one of the best stories to tell ever. Like where have you woken up? Have you got a? Have you? Where have you woken up? One triple three five three. Have you got one that you've? Been... Yep, many. Um, <laughs> the one that comes straight to mind is after an Origin match about ten years ago, and. Um, it was somehow I woke up and I was in the stairwell at the uh, pool at the, <laughs> at the stadium at, at the Pullman um, the, the hotel. <laughs> did you win the game? Um, I did. I wasn't playing. Hang on. I was, I was, oh my <laughs> god! You were playing. I was working here. <laughs> I, had to get, I was up. I was I supposed to come to the show. Playing. You were st- in a stairwell at the Pullman. What were you wearing? Just Mirandis. And then, then I couldn't get back in, so I had to go right down to the bottom, to the street level. Uh, okay. Then I'm ringing a bell because they wouldn't let you win without a key. Oh my god! So, yeah. oh. oh, you're one of the greats. Uh, one triple three five three. Where have you woken up? I woke up on a train once, oh. Um, and oh, I didn't have bad feeling. No, no. But I caught the train home, and it was like four stations. I'd actually gone to the end of the line, and when I woke up, the train was going back the other way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's happened to me once at Bathurst. Unbelievable. You go, where am I? Uh, well, you've... <laughs> Frankston. Uh, what about you, Kat? Uh, I fell asleep in a karaoke lounge and I woke up to the staff prying the microphone out of my hand. <laughs> 
What were you singing? I think it was Bon Jovi, and it was just rolling blank, though. I've got Josh in here. Josh, who yeah. works on the show, he told me one during the break, which yeah. is... He's an alley, this kid's an alley cat, by no. the way. And Josh, welcome aboard. Where did Hello, you guys. wake up, mate? I woke up at Macca's in a booth. Um, I'd been out on a night out with some mates. We yeah. uh, stumbled down to Macca's down there. And the last thing I remember was ordering a Big Mac and then got a tap on the shoulder about two hours later. And it was a Macca's employee saying, mate, you've fallen asleep. <laughs> and all of my mates have left me. So, oh, <laughs> wow. This is more about your mates than you, mate. Yeah. You get the idea. That's exactly yeah. what we're talking about. One, triple, three, five, three. Nick's on the line. Nick, uh, where'd you wake up, mate? I woke up in the roof cavity of a um, of the toilets at the Penrith Panthers. I was um, out on the piss. And at the end of the night, I was a bit hungry, so I thought I'd go to the old carvery and see if I could find some food in there. But the um, the chefs and the people were still cleaning up, so I, went, oh, I need to find somewhere to hide until they finish and they'll come back. <laughs> oh, so I went, wow. the, I went into the toilets and climbed up over the toilet, moved the, the roof tile and climbed up in there. And then in the, in the morning, I just woke up and there's this bloody drain pipe in my face. I'm trying to work out where the hell I am, yeah. and I'm crawling along the roof, okay. and then I find a, a cavity to come back down, and there was all um, <laughs> renovation work going on, wow. and I come out through the roof, and all the tradies just stop work and look at this dude coming out through the roof and going out, <laughs> and I did. All right, even my Panther Panthers standards, that's a bit much. Ringing any bills for you? Yeah, it actually does. That's Triggering. Right. Greg's on the line. Uh, Greg, uh, where'd you wake up, mate? Okay. Uh, Gregory? <laughs> he woke up just now, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's one for you, to be honest. There's another place I woke up once. Do you want to know that? Yeah, where? Yep. On air. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Was, fell asleep. Uh, there was fell asleep yeah. on air. We were doing a radio show and. I was doing it remotely from Adelaide, and everyone oh. else was in Melbourne, and they've crossed to me. And uh, well, <laughs> here is a bit of a ziz. <laughs> Come back, and I'm still here. Let's move on. Tracy's on the line. Tracy, uh, where'd you wake up? Well, it wasn't actually me. It was my dad um, the next morning after my wedding. Yep. He woke up in the garden of the church when everyone was showing up for mass at six o'clock in the morning. Ah, that'll get him talking. <laughs> Uh, probably in the nativity scene, yeah, just yeah. out the front. <laughs> just just <laughs> in the grass. Don't mind him. Just step over the drunk man. I like it a lot. Uh, Greg's on the line. Greg, where did you wake up? Yeah, g'day. Yeah, I woke up on the toilet of a, a mate's place after a night on the piss. And um, um, his missus found me the next morning still there. Oh. <laughs> uh, she would have been wrapped. Should have been. <laughs> and your mate wouldn't be in any trouble either, I imagine. He's watching a chick flick as we speak. One of my mates, uh, we had one of my mates fell asleep on my toilet once, and a great bloke, but let's, how do I describe him? Let's call him a 15 stone Lebanese man. And he fell asleep, and we literally had to call the jaws alive to have him removed. I think we removed him and the toilet seat together to, just to, to clear. The area. Clear. Where were you, Kat? I was in a karaoke booth. Yeah, That's karaoke right. Booth. Bon Jovi. <laughs> Natasha, were you and Glenn waking up anywhere? Bathurst <laughs> at uni, three best years of my life. I'll keep those stories. If <laughs> <laughs> anyone was there over that time, <laughs> give us a call. Three, three, five, three, five, three. Josh is on the line. Josh, uh, where'd you wake up, mate? Uh, this is a story about a, um, a mate of mine. Yep. He was over in uh, Denmark. Yep. And his mate fell asleep on the train, and the train 
ended up going to the end of the line, catching the ferry over to Germany. And then uh, when he, by the time he woke up, he looked out the window and all the writing on the sides was in German. So he knew he uh, <laughs> woke up in another country. <laughs> hey, uh, fell asleep on a train in Denmark and woke up in Germany. Wow, well, that is as good as it gets. Well done, Josh. James, where'd you wake up? Uh, how you going? Good. Um, big, big night out with my dad, actually, and some friends in Kiama. Yep. Got to a point in the night where I thought I'd needed to extricate myself from the situation. Yep. Walked across the road to the park, fell asleep in the park, woke up in Shalaba Hospital. <gasps> okay, and why did you wake up in hospital? Were you attacked in the park? Or did something happen in the park? Or? I was just passed out in the park, and I don't know whether the Ambos just drove past and saw me, or whether somebody called the Ambos, or what, but... I was just blind drunk. Thank <laughs> <laughs> okay, We've gotten to the bottom of it yeah, eventually, well, James. At last, you got to the crux of the story. Well, let's go to Luke. Luke, uh, was it you who woke up or someone else? Um, it was my grandfather. He sleepwalks and uh, almost walked off the Kingsford Pier. Okay. Jeez, he's got a fair way. <laughs> What stopped him? I would have cracked a stitch before I'd got to the pier, I would have thought. He got woken up by car headlights. Oh, my lantern. Oh, well, you'd see the funny side the minute you woke up, wouldn't you? Oh, he's going to score! Sports with MG. Yeah, as uh, Tash mentioned in the news, it was on the back page of the Telegraph today, demolished. It was a dem- uh, demolition. Unbelievable. Yeah, um, the Joker, uh, Djokovic, obviously too good for our our own Alex Demonor. He beat him in straight sets, 6-2, 6-1, in just under, or just over two hours, which is another headache for the Australian Open hierarchy because so, it's been a bummer for him at the moment. It hasn't been a great... Uh, a great one for organisers or for broadcasters. Uh, winged from the start when Kyrgios pulls out. No Ash Barty. All their big ticket items. Who you, you hope go deep into a tournament so that everyone watches. Uh, a lot of the early seeds. Serena Williams pulled out before it even started. A lot of the big seeds were out early. Yep. And then finally they get an Aussie into a marquee game. And it's, it's all over in... In so, two hours, yeah. Uh, in yeah. two hours straight, you, you'd be hoping to at least get that for three. But uh, look, I don't want to pile in on him, but he let himself down. He let his country down <laughs> last night. You've got to be better, Alex. <laughs> Nothing is going right uh, for the tournament. But Tash has just joined us in the studio. I'll heard your news break. What? What are the claims now that he wasn't that? Djokovic wasn't injured. So remember when Djokovic was playing, he was saying he had a hamstring Tight injury. hemi. Yeah. yeah, it seems to be very popular hemi right. injury at the yeah. moment, uh, did doesn't he, it? Or did he, did he have it strapped? He or? did have it strapped. It I strapped. checked it out last night. But oh. then Demonor has come out today, and I think we've got the audio of what he was saying, questioning exactly how injured okay. Djokovic was. You tell me how you thought he, he looked out there. I thought he was moving pretty well. So I don't know. I do. I don't, know. I don't know if that's a reflection on his hammy. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing, right, it's, called, it's called gamesmanship. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, come on. He's, he's better games? play Nine games, yeah. I'm yeah. worried about Michael Clark's hamstring. <laughs> I, I just can't. Can somebody get me a ruling? Can I see the bruise, yeah. please? Hey, we, we talked about having a rough tournament, uh, and you were talking about this just before off-air, MG. The, the players... Yep. Have been complaining about everything, about everything from start to finish. Yep, uh, 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 scheduling, tennis times, balls, tennis balls, yep. 
and one of your all-time heroes. J-Mac. And what's he said? John McEnroe has come out um, on another station. I think it was on SEN yesterday. Um, and this is what the J-Mac had to say about the current player. I was way back when a player, and you would be sort of amped up or anxious about pretty much everything. Oh, it's too hot. It's too cold. Uh, it's too windy. Uh, I play too late. I play too early. Uh, the tension's not right in my racket. The balls are get too heavy. So these adjustments, players generally are incredible about making adjustments. They have to go to different time zones. They play at different times, different balls. I think eventually you, you'll see now it's towards the end of the first week. You're not going to be hearing much talk about the balls anymore. It is a cavalcade of complaints from players about every single condition. And as sportsmen go, yep. they're not exactly uh, down no. the pointy end when it comes to duking it out in tough conditions, are they? No, and I'll, I'll add one to that list as well. Uh, I watched a few games yesterday as I was just k- kicking back at home and they, they like to blame their box. On a lot of <laughs> like they look at the box and go, "What the it's hell's going on? You're not supporting me. Well, you, yeah, yeah, get up, uh, get up, and, and <laughs> like I'll cut. They're very temperamental. I don't know another sport in the world where if you went and threw your racket, that's why I said that should be a rule. You yeah. only get one racket. Yes, but if you throw it, oh, bad luck. If it's, you smash it, you're bad luck. But if you go out to cricket and smash your bat into the stumps, yep. you won't play again for another three I know. months. I know. It's just incredible that it's encouraged. Uh, I don't get it. By the way, I played golf once with John McEnroe's brother, right? Yeah, uh, Pat, no, Pat, 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 uh, Pat, something like right, that. Uh, uh, Pat McEnroe. He wasn't a bad doubles player. Uh, he was a good doubles player, and it was funny because he sounds exactly like John. John, and we were playing golf, and so every time he'd hit one of the trees, you'd hear, "Are you kidding? <laughs> <I'm> serious?" <laughs> oh, I used to laugh. <laughs> You know what? Every so often a, a <laughs> story comes across your desk. And you're not sure if you're being punked or not. But yeah, I know. We've actually verified this, and our producers maintain this is true. But the Taliban <laughs> in Afghanistan have produced their first supercar. Yep. Uh, this is unbelievable. And the pictures look amazing. Uh, it was built by the Afghanistan Technical Vocational Institute. Uh, and the sleek machine has attracted global attention. Has a supercar. Uh, they're saying it's like a Lamborghini Aventador. Mm. It has a crisp styling, motorsport inside pushrod suspension yeah. with thin LED lights. However, <laughs> yes, here we go. <laughs> while it looks great, it is powered by a Toyota Corolla engine. <laughs> 1.8 litre. <laughs> so it sounds like a sewing machine. Well, <laughs> it's a 1.8 litre. You're dead right, MG. A 1.8 litre from a Toyota Corolla mounted in the middle of the car, driving the rear wheels. Yeah, don't know about that. It's one of them. It's one that looks like Tarzan plays like Jane type thing. It looks, yeah. like, it looks, like, it looks like a Lamborghini, but it's not. It's not cheap either. It's a top-of-the-range model. set you back six goats, two cows, and all your wife's family. <laughs> And you can reach a top speed of 240 kilometres, which comes in handy as you're trying to leave Afghanistan. Uh, the thing is, you know cars have some leg room? Yep. This has no leg room because you don't need it after a roadside bombing. You really don't. And there's a, a little extra room for your, for your suicide jacket, for the jacket, you know, for the bombing. Oh, yeah. And the ad, have you seen the ad? It's like, it's like someone doing the Toyota jump as the car explodes. 
We're going firstly to the tennis again, and we've said as a tournament they've had a bit of a shocker. It hasn't been the best Australian Open for various reasons, but this has tipped it over the edge. Oh. Uh, tennis fans have been divided on the internet after footage of a guy eating a hot dog has gone viral. <laughs> now, now what? Uh... You, uh, before but, we get to now, you, know, I know you've got a natural bias against the Frankfurt. What's your beef for the Frankfurt? I, I had one, you know, when you, um, oh you know, when you have a stomach bug when you're a young kid and yeah. then the next food or the food you think made you crook, you never eat again. Sure. That was what happened with me and the hot dog. I got, uh, I got food poisoning when I was about eight or nine and I believe it was on the back of a hot dog. So I've never eaten a Frankfurt again. Is that right? Yeah. And you've never, you've just <laughs> kept the grudge against the Frankfurt. I'm the same with uh, pumpkin. Because my grandmother, who wasn't the nicest lady, uh, Nanny Loy, uh, used to make me eat pumpkin even when I didn't like it, oh. and now I associate it with her flabby upper arms. Yeah, <laughs> which were fl- oh no, she was good. Uh, when she raised her arms, it was like Batman. She no, seriously, she could have won a Birdman rally. <laughs> Um, but I still to this day, Bird man. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, I still, that's a blast from oh, the past. Man, I'm telling you, yeah, it was like, that was my that was my was like she wearing a cape. That was my CB radio call. I was Birdman, vampires in town. Right? Um, what was that? When I used to own a CB radio in my car, with you know the CQ. Everything I learned about you is fascinating. CQCQ. Anybody got a copy there? <laughs> this is the Birdman. Are you the Birdman? Do you ever play that game? We do it sometimes. Like if you are, if you were in Top Gun, what your call sign would be? Yes. Like be a Maverick, or uh, you'd be. Uh, I was Birdman. Whatever, a Birdman. Birdman. What was uh, yours? Uh, Butterbean. <laughs> I'd be uh, Butterbean or Mister Percival. <laughs> Mister Percival. Remember Mister Percival? Yes. The Pelican yeah. from Storm Boy. That's right. Storm Boy. What a movie. What a book. Got one cat. Big Bird. Big Bird. Mum Big Bird. The ultimate bird rally. Birdman. Big Bird and Butterbean. <laughs> the bees. Uh, clear us to buzz the tower. This is uh, Butterbean. <laughs> hey, so, okay, your beef against Frankfurt goes is the, well goes ignored. way back. Yeah, way, way, goes uh, way back. I wish we could help you with this. Can we get another Frankfurt? Maybe. <laughs> or, or two. Can we have two? Okay, listen. So this guy has been uh, papped, basically, eating a hot dog, and he's got no sauce on it. He's got no mustard on it. No. It's, it's nude, basically. It's a nude Frankfurt in a bun. And he's pinching the top inch off and eating that first. And then he's breaking bits off. Yeah. It's and then eating it. Definitely Dutch. <laughs> Dutch? <laughs> I've been to Amsterdam. That's how they eat their that's food. That's how they eat their food. <laughs> yeah, they, they pick at it. That's what they're famous for. That and their ovens. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> hey, wouldn't you love to see MasterChef in Holland? <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Everyone get the... And here's what I've prepared earlier. So, look, this guy's clearly, you know what it is? It's un Australian. And if I see that in Australia, you know, this guy should be banned from the sausage sizzle at Bunnings. Yep. Oh. He should just be. He should get one of He's banned from the open and, like, get a 500 metre restraining order from a Bunnings oh. sausage sizzle, this guy. I don't like it. Don't like his antics. It's un Australian, especially this close to Australia, though. Over in uh, Japan, uh, this has caused a controversy. Uh, they've put in new whale meat vending machines. Oh, oh wow. Well, hang on. <laughs> is that a bad idea? Oh, yes. I've got everything in there. You get women's underpants in a vending machine mm. in Japan. Where's that? Oh, next to the whale blubber. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. <laughs> what, are the, what, what are they going to the room for some so dolphin? It'd be good to have some dolphin yeah. in there, too, I would have thought, with the Japanese. Can I say this? There's... there's 
time and place for things in a in a vending machine. And you know what they are? Burger rings. Oh, mm. you you actually, I couldn't believe your knowledge of a, of a vending machine. It's my secret. I'm like a grasshopper. Okay, when well, it comes to a knowledge of a vending machine, when I first, when I said to Triple M, Sydney, you're coming to Sydney, I said, what's in your vending machine? Yep. Okay. Uh, what's, what H, you, what's, H1, what's H1? Chicken twisties. What's B3? Kit Kat. What's M2? Aero bar. And what is K5? Uh, oh, God, go to a break. No, <laughs> no, no. K5 would be uh, Samboy. Yep, Samboy. that's right. Samboy, wow. salt and vinegar. You are hey, uh, here's something we want to do, because someone sent me this yesterday. It's a picture. Can you, can you confirm or deny that these are actually what they say it is? It's yeah, chicken testicles. Chicken te- I, I think they're too big for chicken nuts. <laughs> Maybe they're nuggets. Maybe that's what chicken nuggets well, are. That's probably- <laughs> There's, look, there's, look, the pictures, a bowl of chicken it's, testicles. Yeah. I don't want to use the phrase finger licking good, <laughs> but, but you did. Can you eat that? I don't know. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, Let's do this. Yes, come, come on. on. One, one triple three, three five I love three. It. Let's go. What we're overlooking here is the fact that I don't think chickens have testicles. No. <laughs> Would it be a rooster? Rooster. I, don't, I think the chickens are the females. Oh, yeah. be the loser yeah. from the cockfights, basically. Mm. There's a, yeah, well, chickens are females, right? I would have thought so. They've got eggs. Roosters, testicles. So that's, yeah, that's I Give Manu a call. Go <laughs> <laughs> Manu. Can we get a ruling on this? But it does for me. But look at it. It's a proper dish. And it got us thinking, what's the weirdest thing you've eaten? What have you? What okay. You? Well, I was going from year nine into year 10. It was school holidays. Had a few mates over. We may or may not have been having a little bit of Bacardi. And we started playing True Dare or Promise. Yeah. And I got dared. What could go wrong? I got got dared to do something. My dare was to eat pal dog food, Uh, food. tin dog food. Oh, no. Had two uh, two forks of it. It wasn't too bad. (laughs) I've tasted worse. And you won't eat a Frankfurt. You're really really starting to bother me. Cat, Cat, what about yourself? It's a delicacy in Peru, but you had to try the guinea pig. I've seen this. They have it like a kebab or something, don't they? They Put it on a sticker. Even worse, they present it to you the entire thing. I thought it would be filleted, but okay. the whole thing, and it looks like it's just been dipped in the fryer because it's grimacing. Oh! And they just present it to you like that. It's her, it's quite horrifying. But you, but you ate it. I ate it. It's a bit gamey for me. But like chicken dipping, <laughs> dipping sauce. <laughs> they did give you a bit of. So sauce. They run them around on the wheel first yeah. to get to, <laughs> get all this. That's fat off. Bit of wagyu, wagyu guinea. Bit of wagyu. Troy's on the line. Uh, Troy, what have you eaten? G'day, people. Uh, I, I went to Norway and ate some whale. So this is, we should point out, it's like a national dish. Norway, uh, traditionally yeah. a strong whaling nation and did, and it is, yeah. has cultural significance. Uh, it wasn't in a vending machine, was it, Troy? <laughs> no, no. And what did no, it taste like? Beautiful. It was smoked. It was, yeah, red meat. Just great. What's that, did, did it taste like anything you've ever had before? Tastes like steak. Okay. How'd they oh. cook it? It was just smoked. Smoked. Wow. Smoked. Yeah. It was just on the on like the fisherman's pond at the wharf. Yeah. Get a smoke, maybe dick, eh? And what type of whale? I have no idea. It's <laughs> a big one. Was, <laughs> yeah, just a big one. <laughs> I'm still hanging out for some dolphin. But oh, yeah. Well done, Troy. <laughs> Gavin's on the line. What'd you eat, Gavin? Good morning, all. Yeah, what did you have, mate? Good morning, Gav. Um, I was at a Brazilian barbecue. You know how they bring out the meat, so they brought out a chicken heart. It was okay. this little small little chicken heart, so it, I tried that. It was 
good. Quite different. It's supposed to be nice, yeah. They go well with a couple of chicken testicles. (laughs) (laughs) A degustation. A a degustation chicken meal. Uh, The chicken's up for grabs. Shane, you're on the line. Oh, okay, here we go. What did you eat, Shane? Well, many years before Borat made it a thing, I uh, did a year abroad in Kazakhstan. Yes. And while I was there, I was offered the opportunity to have a Dog soup. So dog oh. soup, and we should point out it is eaten in uh, Kazakhstan. And yes, what did it was a restaurant? I'm asking you. It was a restaurant, correct? So yep. what did what did it taste like? It's actually quite a unique taste. I, I can't uh, associate it with anything. Doesn't taste like beef. Doesn't taste like uh, anything else. <laughs> yeah. And if, if if you get the menu out, what's what's top of the range? Labrador. Uh, <laughs> Uh, red, setter, red setter, red setter, <laughs> great day, uh, great day to be top of the tree. I'll have a leg of mastiff and uh, and some greyhound. And as an entree, I'll have a little moodle. <laughs> and you can put a, put a chihuahua on a chihuahua kebab. All right, I think we're done here. <laughs> I think we're done we're, here no, too. We weren't. Oh. <laughs> a story of epic proportions that has been floating around for a week or so now that we haven't addressed, but we've all been talking about nonstop, is the death of Lisa Marie Presley Mm. and all the noise around it. It's an epic story from one of the most famous families in the world. Yeah. And there are conspiracy theories. uh, There are some amazing aspects uh, to the show. She was buried uh, finally yesterday, died on the 12th of January, aged 54, uh, earlier that day, she'd been rushed to Los Angeles Area Hospital after reportedly suffering a cardiac arrest at home. Uh, Natasha Belling joins us in the studio. We thought this deserved better treatment than the two radio buffheads yep. trying to piece it all together. Can you lay out the story for us as it's unfolded since her death? Yeah, because and even prior to, some of the elements are amazing. The memorial service for Lisa Marie was held at Graceland yep. yesterday. And when you start doing the research on it, it's such a sad story because, of course, her legend of a father, yep. he was only 42 when he died yep. of an apparent cardiac arrest on the 16th of August, 1977. Now, Lisa Marie has been married four times, including, you forget all of this, Michael Jackson and <laughs> Nicolas Cage. So her, her taste in men uh, can be questioned. Yes. And there's two of the wildest cards you've ever seen. And <laughs> Nicolas Cage, of course was a massive fan of her, was obsessed with her father. So there's a creepy element to that. Uh, None creepier than Michael Jackson, of course, and how that all played out. And uh, uh, again, she's been embroiled in some of uh, the most outrageous relationships. And she was inherited $100 million when she was 25 from her dad's estate. And of course, when Elvis died, we all know the financial troubles, which have been highlighted through the new Baz Luhrmann film with Elvis's former manager, who was super dodgy. So then Priscilla, extraordinary, turned the whole estate of Elvis around and became very, very successful with Graceland. So Lisa Marie inherited $100 million when she was 25. Lots of speculation. That money is now gone. It's now gone. And, of course, this is what I learned the other day. Her three children inherit Graceland. My God, of anything that you could be bequeathed in the world. Imagine going, oh, by the way, you're the new owner. Of Graceland. Of Graceland. Thank you very oh, much. wow. And she had four children, two to uh, one of her husbands, Danny Keogh, mm. and twins to one of her other husbands. I'm going to say 14. it wasn't Michael Jackson? No. No, no there's <laughs> a bombshell. Safely no, no rule chance. him out of that equation. Here's one I want to ask you. 
uh, one of the stories circulating, was there a do not resuscitate yes. clause in her life? Why? So she apparently died. It hasn't been confirmed with the official autopsy as yet. More investigations are underway. It was apparently a cardiac arrest, right, at home. She was apparently unconscious, resuscitated by uh, her former husband, Danny Keogh, father to two of her kids, was there. She was taken to hospital and apparently was brain dead. She suffered a second cardiac arrest, but her family had signed a legal document, do not resuscitate. In the the interim? Yeah, correct. Okay. All right. What What about the history of heart? Failure. I mean, Elvis, his mother. There's a theory going around. Was there apparently Elvis's mother's parents? You're going to say the the, the phrase they're using on the internet is inbred. Inbred. So, and he was from a southern family. This is. I'm just putting. I'm repeating what's been reported, and I'm asking you. What do you think? Is yeah. there anything to this? What's in the deep south, by, by the way, Elvis Presley had a twin brother who died at birth. I know. So, Aaron. so Aaron, factor that in, mm. and you've got a pretty full-on family tree going here. Who who played at the at at the oh, ceremony? Stella line up a guests at the memorial service. Priscilla spoke from the heart about losing her daughter. Of course, then it was revealed. Her daughter, Riley, is married to an Australian and they've got a child which none of us knew so, about. So she, she was, was a, a, she was a grandmother. grandmother. Yeah. Wow. Priscilla Presley great, is a was great a great grandmother. And so performing at the memorial service was Axel Rose, Guns and Roses. So if you want to love me, then darling, don't refrain. An eclectic bunch. Uh, Sarah Ferguson, Ferguson was there talking. Uh, Billy Corgan, Alanis Morissette, and Axel Rose. Um, are we waiting on any? Is there coroner's reports yeah. to come? Is, is there anything else to be done here? Because it, it, I know how things settle in America, and eventually, there's this thing oh. is going to be ballistic, uh, ripe for all kinds of conspiracy theories and stuff because of the general interest in and, the family, right? And money. You know, there's hundreds of millions of dollars, as you mentioned earlier, her three children, because one of her children passed away two years ago, her son, wow. who looked exactly like Elvis. Yeah. So, so Lisa Marie, really. She oh. looked like Elvis. And so investigations are underway. The autopsy wasn't conclusive, but Sarah Ferguson then quoted her former mother-in-law, the Queen, at the memorial service saying, my mother-in-law used to say, grief is the pace, a price we pay for love. And did you say Alanis Morissette was there? Yeah. Did she sing, isn't it ironic? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. We know, we're trying to have a sensible discussion here, MG. I don't believe... Have we covered all the bases, though? Is there anything there that we have left out that, no, that I, they're there? <laughs> this thing needs... To... I, I don't think it was as a result of them being inbred. Maybe it was years of a number of issues. Can I say that? Elvis... Yeah, they, they, well, Let's not forget, he died on the toilet. The Persian rugs. Which is how I want to go. If you had, <laughs> to, choose, if you had to choose... One, two, three, four, three... <laughs> How the, you want to go in the bath? I, I, I don't know on the toilet, and I believe he was eating like a hollowed out bread loaf before with peanut butter. <laughs> oh, that's me in a nutshell. Got you, Elvis. Rest in peace. Okay, cat's had enough. She's just, I'm she's just, just giving you the Oscar wrap up music. I'm just relieved my buttons are working. I'll be honest with you. And we've just heard of some direct plagiarism here. Oh yeah, uh, we do. It involves the black eyed peas. I'm just waiting on the story as we speak. By the way, coming up immediately after the news, we promoted Lisa Marie oh. Presley, and it will. Uh, be up and running. 
the story to come through. It's all happening in the studio today. Uh, the Black Eyed Peas are in a legal stout uh, as we speak, and you won't believe who it's with. Uh, Black Eyed Peas music publisher BMG Quest Manager has taken legal action against a toy company <laughs> over alleged similarities between one of their iconic tracks and one sung one, one that's sung by a pooping unicorn. <laughs> Uh, the Poopsie Slime Surprise Dancing Unicorn Toy is created by Bratz. And according to the lawsuit, the toys oh. sing a song called My Poops oh. uh, at the push of its heart-shaped belly button. However, the track allegedly rips off the rap group's hit My Humps. Mm. There's only one way to put this together. Can we listen to which one? My Humps first? Yeah, this is a Black Eyed Peas. I'm going to get, 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 get you drunk. You love drunk off my heart. What you going the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, great. Now, thing. here is the pooping unicorn. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's hard to split. Although, I think I prefer the pooping unicorn. <laughs> and just to underline the point, can you put them back to back and mash them up? Let's okay, go. Here we go. Check it out. It's the same. Get it? We've gone from hubs to my little lumps. I think the poops are in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go, Tash, what was the story you've just alerted me to? Oh, I love this story. What were you doing at the age of four? Well, I was probably still pooing my pants. I don't know. Age of four. Well, this is going to blow your mind. A four-year-old has been accepted as Britain's youngest Mensa member after teaching himself to read as a toddler. He's from England and he learned to read at just 26 months old. Now he That's can- two years. Yeah, now. Is it? That's no, why I'm not mental. Just now he can count to a hundred in six non-native languages, nice. including well, Mandarin. He's going to get beaten up at school. Yeah, he's, good luck. I, I look for, I Take look a forward, baseball bat at school with your son. I prefer the two foot baby. <laughs> That's the guy's he's ring of my world. Uh, thank you, one and all. Guess who's on our show tomorrow? Jim Jeffries. Oh, yeah. The one, the only funny, one of funny our, man. If not the greatest stand-up we've ever produced. Uh, uh, terrific. And uh, he's coming in, and we'll have a chat about his new show, uh, The 1% Club, uh, Channel 7 this year. Cannot wait to catch up with Jim Jeffries. Uh, he's a good fella and entertaining. Are we all done? Are we all silent? Yeah, we're good. It's sold. All uh, right, push the button, see, see if it works. <laughs> it does, thank God. Nick Malloy, MG in the morning.